What's up, everyone? This is Must Go Faster, a pop culture podcast for the people. I'm your co-host, Ben Brantlinger, broadcasting from Brooklyn. And out in Long Beach, California, frantically reading Spotify fun facts and lyric breakdowns, I'm Robert Denfeld. So in this episode, we are continuing our Best of 2018 series yes. and ranking our top 10 songs of the year. Ooh. So this will be a celebration of the year in music. It's a toughie. We had a blast doing it last year. Yeah, Rob and I, as I think we've, it's been well documented on the spot how much we stress out about these lists. And, <laughs> right. uh, that, that, that was the case this year. We, we've exchanged maybe like 200 texts in the last 48 hours. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I don't know if it's I don't know if I'm feeling stressed as much as like pressured. You know, it's just sort of yeah. you want to get it right. You want to feel that you put your put your best foot forward, and uh, you know, got all the got all the songs you wanted on there. So yeah. it's it's very tough to whittle down. Totally. So in our last episode, we covered uh, the year in TV, um, and this one, yeah, as we mentioned, we're going to do our top ten songs of the year had a blast doing it last year so we're kind of going to run back that format and you know insert clips of all the songs we're talking about so you can get context of what we're kind of describing and yeah. uh i think we're going to skip the whole let's sum up the year in music it would kind of just <laughs> right. take way too long and we don't want it it was a year from the top 10 yeah i mean there's so there were a lot of songs and, yeah, yeah right music you know it, a, a lot a lot happened um but <laughs> You know, we're anxious to get into our selection, so let's just get into it. Um, I guess a quick note on our methodology, or at least from my end. So I try to make my top 10 list, you know, the combination of, like, my favorite songs, like the one I enjoyed listening to most. Mm-hmm. Um, also, kind of the ones that I thought were best written and constructed and produced, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just from kind of like a, a songwriting and composition point of view. Right. And then ones that kind of define the year. I'm not saying that all of my, you know, 10 are like, these are the 10 that define, but mixing that in and making that a part of the criteria. Yeah. And then also kind of like, you know, trying to showcase, you know, different genres. Like these aren't, you know, going to be 10 hip hop songs or, you know, indie rock songs or, you know, whatever. I I wanted to have a nice, a nice balance. So it's hard to strike that right balance. (laughs) Yeah. Right, 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 right. I thought we were just doing all of Daytona. (laughs) uh, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, at the end of the day, it's all subjective, except for my list, which is objective. <laughs> yeah, so, objectively uh, the best songs, no. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's how I kind of approached approach my list. Yeah, I'll second pretty much everything you said. It's, uh, it's a combination of my favorite and some, you know, maybe not necessarily things I listen to the most at all, all times, but um, some of them you know, objectively are not the best songs, but they're the songs that I love singing to in my car and like just get me pumped up on a run or whatever, you know, just songs that I listened to a lot this year and that I really enjoy and still enjoyed or enjoyed and still enjoy. And it's a fluid situation, I'll say. Like if we recorded this podcast an hour from now, my list might be different, you know? And uh, so when you hear this, this will not be my current top 10. But (laughs) Disregard all of it. At this Um, current moment, it is my top 10 songs of the year. But we are... We are going to start with some honorable mentions because it is quite difficult, as I said, to whittle this list down and, you know, just a few songs that we wanted to uh, make mention of and throw out there for our listeners just to look up and, you know, maybe enjoy, hopefully. Mm. So I'll start with my honorable mentions, if that's cool with you, Ben. It is more than cool. Cool. Let's get into it. All right. So my first honorable mention is a song 
off of the If Beale Street Could Talk soundtrack. Ooh. It's called Eros by Nicholas Bretel. So this song, I feel like every year there's just a a score that stands out to me that really, you know, I want to listen to outside of the movie and I kind of like separate from the movie. That you would um, buy on vinyl. Yeah, maybe buy the vinyl. Um, last year it was Phantom Thread by Johnny Greenwood, oh. the uh, Paul Thomas Anderson film. I I just love listening to that. It, it relaxes me. And this, this album does the same for me. It's uh, it's very soothing. It's it's got a deep sort of sadness to it and melancholy feeling, which the movie obviously presents. And mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't I've only seen the movie once, obviously in the theater, but um, I don't remember exactly when it plays. But it it kind of is like a crescendo, like an emotional peak in the film. Um, so yeah, this yeah. this song Eros by Nicholas Bertel is very. Yeah, Very good. he's a great composer. As you said, we talked about him on the last pod. You know, he did this theme music to Succession. He did, did scored Moonlight, which was like a really moving score. So I'm glad you've brought already brought in movies into the fold uh, yeah. with your first, your first honorable mention. <laughs> not, so, not a shocker. Uh, what, what, else, what else did you want to shout out? Quickly? Yeah, so I have two other songs. Actually, I have three songs, but two that I just recently discovered as I was um, researching for this this list. And, you know, like we said, consuming as many top 10 lists and best of the year lists. Um, and just two songs that I discovered from that. And the first is Nobody by Mitski. And it's off the album Be the Cowboy, which came out August 17th. So this is the uh, Japanese-American singer-songwriter uh, Mitsuki Mayawaki. Um, she's a New York-based artist, and uh, she just has like a classic voice. Uh, yeah. Great singing, um, great writing. I think I think she co-wrote every song on the album. And this song especially has this sort of like daft punk feel to it. It has this great guitar yeah, bass line. Yeah, it's dancey, mm-hmm. funky. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, there's also another song on the album called Pearl that I could have put here that I really loved. Kind of sounds like a Nirvana song, which is really interesting. And yeah. um, I just, yeah, there's a lot of depth to this, to this album. Uh, I've only listened to it all the way through once and then a few songs multiple times. But yeah, the song I chose is called Nobody by Mitski. Yeah, she's, as we were talking before we hit record, she is one of the biggest critical darlings in music. And I think a lot of that uh, is warranted she has this kind of like timeless a timelessness to her her vocals. She kind of right. sound doesn't really sound like any other artist. She's not a pop artist, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. she's kind of like pretty distinct vocal style. Uh, great songwriter. Yeah, I, I've listened to this album as well and, and really enjoy it. And I'm glad she got got some love in your your honorable mentions. So the other song that I just discovered based on my research is this song called "Genie Becomes a Mom" by Caroline Rose. Uh, this album came out uh, February 23rd. It's called Loner, um, and this is her third studio album. She's a 28-year-old 
pop rock sort of folk singer. Um, I guess her first two albums were more folk country, but this one's very pop rock. Um, I have not heard the other albums, but this one, Loner, is really good. Um, This song especially is just super catchy, really bouncy from the very first moment, has a great, uh, like, funky, synthy, you know, just catchy, fun to listen to vibe to it. Um, Touches on some serious things, obviously, called Genie Becomes a Mom, uh, sort of that uh, late 20s, mid to late 20s sort of feeling of adulthood and she's a great singer I I know she plays guitar as well and probably I guess the lead guitarist for the her her group um yeah really cool song I think everyone should check it out I'm not sure if you've heard of it or I have not heard it much yeah yeah it's worth checking out um really like her and then did you have one other did you have one other uh yeah one other last one I'll go with is I'm just a mark for this artist uh it's John Mayer, his his yeah. single that came out this year called New Light. Great song. Um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a great song. It's a classic John Mayer track. Um, you know, Continuum came out the year that we graduated high school. So, like, I am a John Mayer head, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. he just, he won us over with Continuum in 2006. And yeah. uh, I think maybe this is kind of a throwback for him. More uh, pop. He got into more, like, yeah, it's more poppy. It's fun. Uh, you know, he got into this sort of uh folk um, americana vibe for his last two albums and i like that this sort of return to just poppy catchy hits and Mm -hmm. uh there's a couple good remixes of this song and it's a big radio hit and you know just fun to listen to john mayer song dope all right so to get into my honorable mentions before getting into our official top 10 my first honorable mention and it was I, I went back and forth on putting this in my top ten and I decided and I'll explain uh-huh. why to, to leave it out. Okay. But it is Travis Scott's Sicko Mode. Made this here with all the ice on in the booth. At the gate outside, when they pull up, they give me loose. Yeah, jump out, boys. That's Nike boys hopping our coast. This shit way too big. When we pull up, give me the loot. Give me the loot. Was off the Remy, had up at post. Which probably most people have heard. Well, I don't know. I mean, most people under the age of, of 34 that you know that, that listen to this podcast yeah. have have heard. Um, this song is just Rob. As I texted you, a quote scorching banger off <laughs> his album Astro World. The word scorching is is yes. really I'm, I'm drawn to when describing this. There are six <laughs> yeah. producers on this song. I literally I looked it up. There are wow. six with credit. Uh, including hit it kind of sounds like that yeah right i know no, there's there's a lot going on um producers include uh hit boy mike dean oz take keith this song you know it opens with this haunting like organ and drake comes in with like a fine little like 30 45 second intro it's kind of its own separate the song is essentially like three songs in one right and then it transitions in, into an entirely different beast and when this beat drops, this is why I think this is one of the you know fifteen best songs of the year because this is this beat is lethal. It sounds mm-hmm. like a like an alien hatched out of it or something. Like the way <laughs> I, nice. it's hard to describe, but the way that it's just like this. It, it, yeah, and it's just it's got so much bounce. Uh-huh. This song makes like more than any beat I heard this year. Just the way it makes your like head bounce, you makes you want to like 
cruise through a, like if I, you know, I don't live in LA, like you, you're closer to it than I am. Like I would just drive around listening to the song in <laughs> a fancy, fancy vehicle. Yeah. Um, production flourishes. There's a, a or there's a Toyota a nice, Camry like me. <laughs> sure. Hey, you know, whatever, what, you know, as long it's as nice. you can play sicko mode, you, it'll right. feel like a Bentley. <laughs> Good sound so, system. The it has like a give me the loot sample, which we know. Yeah, we yeah, know I was gonna mention that from from yeah. the biggie. Uh, there's additional vocals by Sway Lee as well, and uh-huh. I think you know when this beat drops, it's a really nice balance of of rap and like melodic vocal for Travis Scott. He's kind of doing them together, um, and I would like to kind of hear him do do more of this. Like I think he's a pretty good rapper. He's usually kind of like sticking more to like these like a singing vocal performance but here he's he's kind of rapping but he's kind of keeping that same melodic feel that that people really like about him and i would say the only reason why this isn't in my top 10 is like the intro and outro aren't as strong as that is that middle piece um i kind of like the the opening with drake but then like the last minute or so is this entirely different beat with with, with drake and i don't know I'm, I'm not as huge of a fan of that part but it is a, a an absolute banger and one that I really enjoyed uh, nice. streaming this year. Cool. So that is one honorable mention. Uh, just a few others. I want to shout out this pop artist, uh, one of the most mainstream, I guess, artists on my list, but Dua Lipa. I don't know if, mm. uh, Rob, you're, you're a fan of hers. I, I became a pretty big fan this year. I think she's like a natural-born pop star. You watch videos of her performing her vocals, her dance moves. She's kind of got like the total package and I think is someone that's going to have a long career. But this song, uh, IDGAF, which you can probably uh, (laughs) guess is I Don't Give an F. Uh Uh, And I I really like this track. It's very like, uh, you know, it's like a pop anthem. It sounds big, but also it's kind of stripped down at the same time. It's essentially just like guitar, drums, and bass. But it, it, it's super catchy. It has like a strong like breakup message. Nice. And it was kind of the song that got me into her her album, which is a really strong just like kind of mainstream pop album that I that I enjoyed this year. So Dua Lipa, uh, IDGAF. I have not heard this song, but I'll, I'm taking your word for it that it's great. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you, I think you dig it. Yeah. Um, two others. Uh, I want to shout out Kurt Vile, um, who had an album this year, uh, called Bottle It In. The song is One Trick Ponies. Loved you all in long, long while. Look down into a deep dark well. This song just has like a really feel good Tom Petty vibe. It doesn't really sound like a song from 2018. It was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Not that it it's really innovative, but it's just it's different than, you know, what's a lot, you know, what's uh, you know, kind of popular right now. Mm-hmm. It is it is quite repetitive, like the chord progression I don't think like ever changes, but uh-huh. what they're repeating is like just sounds damn good. Yeah, so like I'm I don't fine mind that. with it kind of being the same thing over and over again. Just really nice guitar riffs. It's melodic. Uh one of my most played tracks of the year. And just a good song to like either have on at the forefront or even on like the background, you know, while you're being productive on something just like a really nice sounding track um you know guitar driven and again like the best comparison i would say it almost sounds like an old like tom petty song Mm -hmm. so you know if kyle coleman said was listening uh yeah yeah add this this to your playlist (laughs) in his wheelhouse yeah right right and then uh, my last honorable mention is uh mac miller actually oh nice uh, r.i.p of course r.i.p his track Self Care. Mm-hmm. It was off his his last LP, Swimming, which is a really strong record. And to me, I think this was like the standout track. It kind of had the single treatment. There was a music video for it. It just has a really nice, like smooth vocal 
tone that Mac Miller showcases here. Like he's singing like a really, you know, nice hook. Um, you know, he's of course rapping in the verses and, you know, it's definitely an eerie listen, knowing the cause of death and kind of giving these lyrics of like mm-hmm. self-care and kind of like indulgence and treating yourself right through substances mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. So it's definitely, uh, you know, mel- you know, sad to listen to it right. in that way, but it's just still a really dope track by a very gifted artist mm-hmm. that unfortunately was gone way too soon. So, yeah. um, yeah, had to, had to give some love to Mac Miller, self-care, nice. I'm a, glad a really, you did. really solid track. Yeah. Yeah, so those are um, our honorable mentions, and now let's get into let's get into the top ten, Rob. All right, um, I'm already I'm already sweating. So <laughs> yeah, uh, what is? What, I'm like going through my ten right like now, rearranging things. No, no, it's <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. it's somewhat yeah, you did like a last in. minute yeah. like audible like okay, I just changed my entire no. I'm top not letting myself <laughs> copy and paste anything. We're we're stuck at our our ten right now, and it's it's this is how we're presenting it. It's a, okay, let, let's get it. All right, Rob, yeah. what is your number ten song of the year? All right, so my number ten is Ten by Schoolboy Q, Two Chains, and Saudi. Oh, somebody pop our day. Hold up, somebody on their way. Hold up, I would have grown our day. Hold up, somebody can't relate. Black Panther. Stay down with no bacon. Go up, top down, I've been racing. Go up, she wild, I'm in dangerous. Go up, my crowd in rotation. Yeah. Are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? Wait, are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? I live on 10. Wait, are you on 10 yet? Are you on 10 yet? Off the Black Panther, the album uh soundtrack is it x or is it 10 i don't well I mean, I know it's called x, yeah it's roman, roman numeral 10, yeah. roman numeral 10 you know which is an x yeah, yeah. so yeah it's it's right. i think titled 10 um and yeah so this is the black panther this the album soundtrack uh we we talked about it earlier this year we talked about the movie um this soundtrack i said that i said this before when we did that previous episode and i'll say it again having just recently rewatched black panther for the second time i believe this album is better than the film mm. i didn't Sizzling. love the Sizzling movie take. that much but i love this album quite a bit and um yeah. this song especially just has an amazing bounce to it and uh just gets gets the people going it's it's such a fun song like it's a party banger um it plays great in yeah. the car uh it got me sort of energizes you whenever you hear it uh it was on all of my workout playlists throughout the year um that hook of are you on 10 yet i live on 10 yeah, are you on you 10 know? yet i live on 10. Get on 10 <laughs> yeah i know right, yeah and kendrick sings that hooks i mean he raps that hook like so well yeah it's it's he it just like goes to show like you know you can just put him on and like just to do a hook and chorus and it just elevates the song exactly and also really good verses from schoolboy q and mm-hmm. two chains and saudi uh-huh. i believe yeah but uh yeah i'm glad this made it onto your list because yeah when it first came out we were freaking out about it back in you know february uh-huh. this album was nominated got an album of the year nomination at the grammy yeah like, it's definitely getting it's kind of its own separate entity in a way it's taken on a life of its own it is living sort of separate from the film obviously a few of these songs appeared in the movie and then uh, the rest of them are sort of inspired by the script and the movie itself. So, yeah, uh, really great album. Kendrick Lamar sort of drove the whole thing and mm-hmm. had some great verses and tracks. And, uh, yeah, um, so that's my number 10. So I'm going to uh, a different genre with my 10. And my pick is this song called Moving Boxes by this Australian pop punk band called With Confidence that I just nice. discovered this year. Tonight, we're temporary and you're moving 
they signed to Hopeless Records, which is kind of like the label that all, you know, uh, it's kind of the destination label for pop punk acts and has been been so for for a long time. And this track is off their album, uh, their Hopeless debut, Love and Loathing. And this is my lone uh, pop punk entry into okay. my top 10. I, I would Shockingly. say... <laughs> yeah, I, you know, well, yeah, I mean, I was going to more like I, so I, I, you know, I grew, as you know, like, you know, Blink-182, for example, is like the reason I started playing guitar and was right. in a band. And I listened to a lot of that stuff in high school. And it's kind of a lot of the music of my childhood. And I think, or, you know, when I was, you know, a teenager and whatnot, yeah. and it was one of those, Your pop punk was one of the first, yeah, music genres I fell in love with mm-hmm. other than like horrible like rap metal like Limp Bizkit and you know Kid Rock <laughs> sure. a, a genre that I you know I, I still listen to pop punk not dominantly but I still you know like this song and others um and so it really brings me back to those days and reminds me why I fell in love with the genre in the first place the melody is catchy as hell the the breakup lyrics of course it's a breakup song it's pop punk you know but are like just it, I think the lyrics are really well written and catchy and mm-hmm. the song it doesn't reinvent the well wheel but it's just very well constructed right you know, some touches of like, I love the, the use of acoustic guitars in the course, mm-hmm. the harmonies in the course, uh, the vocals are refreshingly like not very whiny, especially for a pop punk track. And it's just one that I kept going back to again and again throughout the year. I'd, yeah. I'd show it to a few people and they'd be like, yeah, this is just like really catchy, feel good, like just pop punk at its essence. So right. um, I felt strongly enough to, to sneak it into my top 10 with nice. confidence, moving boxes and uh yeah if you're if you're a fan of the genre like this is this is the best song of that genre that i heard this year so cool that is my number 10 rob what is your number nine yeah i real quick about that song i said i just listened to it a few days ago after you gave me your list and i was like this is early early 2000s pop punk at its finest i wonder why ben likes it so much no it's it's definitely in your wheelhouse and i'm glad you chose it um Mm -hmm. And introduce me to it. So my number nine is Hymnostic by Big Red Machine. So for those of you that don't know, Big Red Machine is uh, Aaron Dessner and uh, Justin Vernon of Bon Iver fame. Okay. And then yeah, Aaron yeah, yeah. Aaron Dessner is a founding member, singer-songwriter, uh, producer of The National, the band The National. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's a great combination of uh, two you know, amazing artists that have other acts and do other things, but they um, came together for this collaboration. I think they've been sort of working and tinkering together for quite some years. Like since I saw like 2008 was the first time they kind of got in the studio together and, and made something. But this is the first time they've put out uh, a proper studio album. Um, it's called Big Red Machine. Um, it came out August 31st. And I, I must say, I listened to it once and didn't really love it. Um, maybe I was expecting something different. Um uh, but then I, as the year has gone on, I've gone back to it a few times and I really enjoy, uh, especially like the second half of the album, I think is really, really strong. And it has like a combination of Bon Iver sound with a little more like, I don't know, psychedelic, like, um, 
I don't know. I don't really know how to like summarize the sound of this of this group, but um, it you know Justin Vernon's vocals are just amazing. He he does such a good job of like you know putting modifi- modifiers or modifications on his voice and um, yeah. modulations. I should say. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then this song, it just. Um, it's you know pretty relaxing and like mellow piano based um and if you're a fan of bony bear i think you'll you'll dig it yeah yeah so this is big red machine the the song i chose is hymnostic it's a cool album worth listening to um if you like the national or bony bear or sort of uh woodsy funky pop music uh i think you'll dig it it's pretty yeah pretty mellow and uh yeah i hadn't heard of it uh when you mentioned it but i I gave it a listen and yeah i i mean the first thing i thought i was like is that is that bony bear because like you know his vocals are very you know it's unmistakable um but i i I like the way it built uh it kind of starts out fairly strange like kind of kind of like noisy in a way uh-huh. and, then, and then builds into like a you know kind of like a melodic song so right yeah it was a good call and i i, I was unaware that it was this kind of duo between boney bear and you know lead singer of the national and you know who uh, i'm you know decent fan of so shall we go to my yeah my what's number your nine? number nine so this track it's by this artist sophie and it's called face shopping is the fix that front I'm real when I shop my face. So this is the weirdest track in my top 10. Uh, (laughs) Sophie is this Scottish record producer. She's a DJ. She's a songwriter she's a, a pop artist in her own right i'm going to use the word pop in her own right because it it is pop in a way but it is very <laughs> liberal usage strange. yeah uh so this song face shopping is off her album called oil of every pearls unsides Yeesh. and <laughs> this track is just ap- it's just absolute bonkers like it almost yeah. this track's like almost like evil in a way it sounds like evil but i here's something Rod, this is my favorite fact that I, I learned uh, over the Hit past me. few days in listening to the song. You know what? You know what else Sophie produced? You want to just you, you might not be able to guess, but what? when I, I was like, what this this I, the way the song is constructed and produced, like it reminds me a bit of uh, yeah, right. Our, yeah, one right. Of our favorite. That's exactly uh, what I was gonna say. Year. Did she produce ben that? Staples featuring Kendrick? Maybe my favorite beat of the century. Uh, yeah, that, that beat. She produced. Uh yeah right. Sophie wow. produced yeah right. Dude, and I was literally is, thinking this sounds like yeah right. Yeah, right. And it, <laughs> it there is like this uncanny resemblance to that Vince Staples track. I mean, yeah, this is like scintillating metallic drums. Mm-hmm. Like I have written down robot Frankenstein synths. <laughs> it sounds like it's all being pulled through like a broken radiator or something. Yeah. And it's it's like all like demented sounding, but somehow catchy at the same Works, time. Like I yeah. wanted to keep listening to it. Like it, it's, it's noisy and grating and aggressive, but like I couldn't <laughs> get enough of it. Right. It's even, it's a wilder beat than, than yeah. Right. Um, and yeah. just the dynamics of this song are incredible. The way it goes from like low to high, it kind of starts out and it teases out this beat. Like it, it's very faint and almost sounds like underwater. And then it comes in and it's just like bursting through your headphones and yeah. just, grabs you i just love how it has these like two very 
um, just distinct uh, gears of, of loudness. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. This track, like, I, I again, like, kind of discovered it late in the year, but mm-hmm. just in hearing it, I was just like, man, this song is, I, I just, is, is, is moving me in, in, in weird directions in a good way, I guess. Yeah. Um, the music video is just kind of as weird as the song. It, mm. If you have epilepsy, do not watch it. It'll give you a seizure. <laughs> really? Like it's 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 pretty out there. But okay, yeah, I I, I do like. It. I mean, yeah, the producer. I mean, I don't know, just the the production level, the vocals, um, just the way it's constructed. I I just couldn't get enough of this song. So Sophie face shopping is my number nine. Nice, Rob. What is your your number eight? I describe that as garbage can techno pop funk. Um, I, yeah, I garbage can. It does. Yeah, there is like a garbage tan yeah. uh, vibe. So if you're into garbage can, uh, <laughs> yeah, funk, check like, it out, man. Do you You'll like stall the garbage yeah. can heads? Yeah. All right. So my number eight is "Dirty Love" by Mount Joy off the album Mount Joy, self-titled. So this is the first studio album by this band. Um, it's a five-piece rock band, um, classic five-piece construction. Uh, they have roots in Philly. Uh, I know the two founding members are high school friends from Philly, and they moved out to L.A. and formed this band. Um, and so they put out this album March 2nd, and they've had some singles um off the album that came out in 2017, you know, released earlier than this album. But uh, this song, Dirty Love, actually was not one of the singles that came off the album. Um, They have other songs on here called uh, Silver Lining, which is probably the biggest hit, Bigfoot and Sheep, which are kind of the singles off the album. But the the sound of this uh, band is just like a classic rock band with like a great vocalist that just drives everything and, mm-hmm. you know, great frontman, guitarist, uh, great drums, um, just a classical construction of, you know, a rock band. And um, I think this, the album is very dynamic. It has a lot of like variation to it. Um, it sounds like a lot of, you know, things from the past uh, you could, you could say, but um, it's just it's just sort of refreshing to hear something like this in an era where the classic construction uh, constructed pop band rock band is kind of like falling by the wayside. Um, and I have to say, I discovered this album and artist in the most organic nineteen uh, nineties way possible. I was at fingerprints. <laughs> <Bought the CD. laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was at fingerprints uh, record store in long beach. Um, my favorite record store here. And I just saw this super out there, wild, colorful album art, like across mm. the room. And it was this album and the album is, or the art itself is just uh, like these weird, colorful creatures with like these sad, bulbous eyes all over. And they're just, mm. it looks like sort of an acid trip, uh, you know, gone wrong or whatever. And it's just like these weird figments of your imagination creatures all over the the album art and it just says mount joy in white um so i was very intrigued by that and i just went home and 
unlike the 90s, I downloaded the album on Spotify rather than buying the CD in the store, unfortunately. But yeah, you did like the window shopping. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I'll check that out. And so I think the album has a lot to give you if you're a rock fan. And yeah, this album came out March 2nd. Um, I listened to it quite a bit during the summer and I highly recommend Mount Joy. Dope. So my number eight is uh, Nina Cherry, Natural Skin Deep. Don't have anywhere to go, nowhere to hide. All of me is now, I'm a breath to drop in the sea of me is me. My love goes on and on, try baby, take it on, on and on and on. So I caught this song late. I think I discovered it through Pitchfork's uh, Best 50 Albums of the Year playlist, where they basically added, you know, two tracks from each album to that. Um, I was familiar with the release, but I hadn't really dove into the album yet. It's off her album uh, Broken Politics. She's actually been making music for like 30 years. She's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's mainly, you know, she's a UK-based artist and is Mm -hmm. more well-known over there. Um, but yeah, this song, Natural Skin Deep, I just, I, I you know, I, I, from when I first heard it, I just love the way it sounds and grooves. Like, it's a song that kind of defies genres. It's like a hybrid of, you call it like hip hop and like yeah. pop and indie, R&B. There's like an R&B melody. I love the use of like the rap air horn in it, uh-huh. which is usually a very, <laughs> um, you know, something that people are quite allergic to when they hear it. But like it, it works because the the song itself is so kind of like smooth and grooving that mm-hmm. it kind of having this juxtaposition of like a rap air horn every now and then kind of works somehow. Um, there's like this nice like steel drum attack, this buzzing like synth that comes in and out. And it sounds like a, something out of like a video game or flying saucer rather. Okay. And, like, on paper, like, this all kind of shouldn't work, but (laughs) it's just one of my favorite sounding, like, jams of the year. Like, it's just from a pure, like, just the way, I mean, all these songs, like, I love the way they sound, but this one, like, especially just, I loved just the, you know, the choice of what instruments are used and, you know, the way it was all written and and, and constructed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I, Nina Cherry, Natural Skin Deep, um, I don't have too much more to say about that. I I just love the way this groove's. No, I I, uh, I listened to it because it was on your list, and uh, I had not heard of it, and I really like it as well. And I like, mm. I really love the uh, blue and white pinstriped shirt dress thing that she's wearing okay. on the album and art. Album cover. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's just that's just dope. I love it. Um, yeah, cool song, good choice. Um, so, so we're at number seven now, right? Seven? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this one, full disclosure, we did share our list just so that we could anticipate what the other one was going to say and have and then this one naturally showed up at number seven on both of our lists so we can kind of talk about it together here um this is oh yeah i'm excited shallow by lady gaga and bradley cooper in all the good times i find myself longing for change and in the bad times i feel so obviously a massive hit this year uh, off of a star is born released uh the, the movie and um yeah this song it's just undoubtedly a fantastic song that 
is super <laughs> right. catchy it's and undeniable. Yeah, it's undeniable. Um, like if you don't like it, some you don't probably just like music hell. that much. <laughs> um, like it's just it it hits at a point in the film also that you know it it just like lifts you out of your seat and gets your heart pumping and gives you full body chills at times and like when Lady Gaga just unleashes her voice toward the end it's it's just mm. one of those wow moments and Bradley Cooper I think this is probably his best uh performing it's his best album uh, yeah <laughs> yeah his definitely. long uh, discography of music now yeah yeah I mean he has some good moments on the soundtrack in in the movie in terms of his vocalizing yeah. and vocals but uh I think he I think he peaks during this song and it's become a huge radio yes. hit and it's appearing on all of these lists. It's uh, nominated for record of the year at the Grammys and yeah, just a great song. What do you have to say about it? So if you were to tell me just even like two years ago or hell, even like a year ago, like <laughs> a Ben, a song sung by Bradley Cooper will be in your top 10 yeah. songs of the year. I probably wouldn't have believed you, but you know, as I said, it, this song is just kind of undeniable. Um, do you want to shout out? Yeah, it was written by Lady Gaga, also Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson, um, yeah. It, the yeah, only one other... the only one on the soundtrack co-written by Ronson, who is like Gaga's sort of uh, best collaborator, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, also features, yeah, a member from the like the indie dance group, uh, Mike Snow, and a mm. few others. And yeah, this is like the highlight of, of the film, the performance. I mean, I think this song itself, just even without the scene of the performance, which is yeah. an amazing scene in the movie, Um you know, these lyrics of just like the chorus, I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in, I'll yeah. never meet the ground, crash to the service where they can't hurt us, we're far from the shallow now. It's just yeah. like, that's just great pop yeah. lyrics it that are, alone everyone can kind of relate yeah. to. Yeah, and just flows really well, tells a nice story, it's got like the metaphors, it's just, they're just excellent li- lyrics, I don't care if mm-hmm. it makes me a sap. Um, <laughs> I think it also is. in this the, this song... Like the fake concert crowd noises, yeah, like yeah. Add, add a nice touch. Uh-huh. Um, and just, you know, the way like the strings come in lightly to bridge Cooper and Gaga's verses together. There's like that soft, low piano that like just brings out like these emotions as, the, you know, they're singing. It's just an impeccable composition. Yeah. And, you know, as you pointed out, an amazing Gaga vocal, mm-hmm. you know, the back half where it builds and she's mm-hmm. singing and you can almost hear her like progressively gain right. more confidence yeah uh and it's as, really good you know, acting the nature of the movie yeah like, oh yeah it's well, act- in the movie itself right? because she has to act that she is sort of this reserved uh figure that you know is nervous to break out in front of the big crowd it's like obviously she's lady gaga so i i just wanted to mention like her best acting in this movie to me is how restrained she is as an artist in the first starts. half and the first yeah, half of yeah. the film is great i i I don't know how I feel about the second half of the movie, but um, yeah. And I will just say I'm after this film, I'm quite attracted to both Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. I'll just go (laughs) ahead and say it. Um, uh, Bradley Cooper is just amazing in this film. And just a yeah. Grizzly bear of a man. Uh, (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. I feel like, you know, he actually, that the character of Jackson Maine like existed in real life in a way. For sure. So, yeah, and you know the power of the song. I feel like it it accounts for like I don't know thirty percent of the movie's like overall impact. <laughs> like if that movie didn't have a song this good, like it yeah. would still like I I liked A Star Is Born, and you know maybe we can talk about it more in our, our movie pod next. But mm. um, you know yeah, the performance of the song in the movie is is a highlight. It's one mm-hmm. of the best scenes of the year, and this is just one of the best like pop ballad songs of the year. 
Um, right after I saw the film, I went home and learned like the guitar chords, the shallow, yeah, nice. and well, I'm you'll looking have to forward bring to bring your guitar home for winter break. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably I'll be serenading people with shallow. Yeah, and uh, I'm just. I, I believe they're going to perform and the Oscar nominations haven't come out yet, but it, I mean, of course this is going to be nominated. And I think that means mm. that they'll be performing at the Oscars, which oh, I'm sweet. very looking forward to, especially yeah. like it just be kind of surreal, you know, this song that's been a big part of culture uh, this year in that movie and, mm-hmm. and having them like perform it live in a setting like the Oscars would be pretty, pretty crazy. So yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, shallow, shallow rocks. And nice. No, another way to put it. Cool. Well, that's so, both. That's both of our number ours, sevens. Both our sevens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll go to my number, number six. six. Yes. Cool. Uh, that is "Better Now" by Post Malone. This is a huge, you know, pop, rap, uh, whatever you want to classify it as, hit on the radio. Um, I don't listen to the radio that often, so I'm kind of like, you know, as someone creating a uh, best music of the year podcast, maybe I shouldn't admit that, but um, I'm kind of out of touch with what is a hit and what's not. I just, you know, listen to this album. This is a smash on streaming. I mean, it has like 600 million. I mean, Post Malone is like, I mean, he was a top three or maybe after drake i think he was the second most streamed artist of the year oh so wow i believe you don't it. have to be listening to right yeah I right mean, he's, this guy just like craps out hits yeah <laughs> you know, and so. you obviously can't control what becomes uh, a hit you know and if you listen to something and you like it it's a hit for you then uh, you know that's all that matters right right but right. um i listened to this album when it came out i was you know very interested by post malone as an artist you know take him for what you will he's a bit of a clown of a human being in a lot of ways. Uh, um, but he is, you know, undoubtedly super talented. Like he has a great voice and is able to, you know, create uh, poppy sort of rap uh, R&B crossover hits. And um, this song, I just love singing. Like as I listened to the entire album, this song really <laughs> stuck out to me. Um, and it was before I knew it was going to be popular, but it, it just you know, it just made me want to sing it. Like I almost, it's very like repetitive and you can kind of memorize it on one or two listens. But, um, I just, every time it came on in the car or, you know, I played it, I just wanted to sing the lyrics and it's fun to sing to easy, you know, to remember. And, you know, I don't really have a ton. It's, this is like my least intellectual choice, you know, in terms of, uh, music creations, but I just, uh, I just enjoy singing this song, and I think he has a great voice, and it's a it's a catchy hit. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of his, but he is un you know his success is is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms of just like how successful he has been, especially yeah on the streaming services, and obviously his crossover on the radio. I do, yeah, I do. I don't mind this song. I like kind of the uh, aggression in his voice at times mm. and of course he yeah he's got kind of the the art of like you know singing and rapping you know that mix down which is very 
popular these right. days and he's you know one of the the best at doing that as you said kind of a clown you know he's an easy target to poke fun at but right. you know he's laughing all the way to the bank i yeah. guess so uh yeah yeah I and i should uh, mention the album title beer bongs and bentley's that that pretty right. much you know tells you what you need to know sure sure so you want to move over to my my number six yeah so it is the 1975 and their song, It's Not Living, parentheses, if it's not with you. Ooh. So this is off what is maybe my favorite album of the year. Yes. Uh, Me Brief too. Inquiry into Online Relationships, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, yes. So this song is just like shiny, glistening pop. It has clearly has like a, a big Prince influence and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, massive fan of, of Prince. It sounds like something that could be off of like one of his earlier records. Just this like soaring melody in the chorus. I really like the... um the background vocals that are almost like gospel mm. like behind him mm-hmm. it just makes it it's just like a really big and full production of a song the lyrics are like a, a pop delight uh you know the hook uh it, it's kind of this hook of like they don't make them like they used to kind of right. thing like it, it just has this old-fashioned in a way it's timeless um it's just a great yeah just a great pop song and you know it's a hook that makes you feel like you and your your lover can take on the world or something, yeah, nice. <laughs> something well uh, corny like that. Yeah, but you know, yeah. that's, that's the power of like a great pop song in a yeah. lot of ways. And yeah, I was struggling with, I knew I wanted something on this album to be on my top 10. I was going back and forth between a few options. And I think, yeah, just as far as like which track I enjoy listening to most, mm-hmm. it, it was probably this one. So it ended up on my top 10. Um, I know we're going to, I think get to 1975 yeah. a little bit. Uh, I have later, one later, so later down on my list. I'll save. I'll save uh, some kind of my overall thoughts on them for when sure. we hit that. But 1975, it's not living if it's not with you. Just a really great Prince influence, you know, big pop track that I really enjoyed this year. So nice. that is my number six. All right, we're getting into our top five. Here we Rob, go. What is your What is your five? My number five is maybe a bit of a surprise to you and others is Fourth Dimension by Kid See Ghosts. Oh, you hit me with the curveball. Kid See Ghosts off the ropes, Rick Flair on your beers. Now this the theme song. This the theme song. Now put the beams on. Get your, get your dream on. But you don't hear me though. Drama, we let it go. Watch the guitars roll. Now let your friends know. It's a curveball. I originally had the song Free Part 2 or Ghost Town Part 2 or whatever, um, but I changed it to Fourth Dimension sort of late in the run here. Um, This is just a banger. Like, it's Kid Cudi and Kanye West's collaboration, Kid See Ghosts. And uh, this album came out during the summer, June 8th. And this song just stands out. Like, it's, it's... a banger of a, a beat and it's a lot of fun there's samples going on all over the place um yeah it opens with like that 19 i forget the name of the artist but it's like uh, from like the 1930s like this yeah. christmas yeah yeah jingle uh yeah and then it goes into like some i can't remember it a either. very 2018 yeah type beat um yeah no i mean i i, I love this track like you know 
it's not on my list, but like, yeah. you know, it's definitely one of the 10 I like probably stream the most this year. Right. Right. And that's what um, it was for me. I just, I listened to the song so many times this year. It's only, I mean, he says, or there's a sample at the very end that says, I mean, you only want two and a half minutes. If you can get it three minutes, max, max, max. Like that's how the song ends. And that's what, right. It's short. That, it, yeah. It's yeah. Like it's two like, half minutes. it's the song in a nutshell. It's like this, just like quick hitter, uh, great, one verse by Kid Cudi, one verse by Kanye. You know, I love Kid mm-hmm. Cudi. He's one of my favorite all-time rappers. Um, one of my favorite just general, like, uh, hip-hop artists of all time. Like, just the way he can collaborate with other people and just, like, put his little, like, deep voice on a, on a hook. Or, you know, people sample yeah. him all the time. He's on choruses. And, yeah, he just he's so dynamic as an artist. I just love him. And then obviously Kanye West is like one of the all time best rappers in a lot of ways, but also or, yeah, just I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, quite, he's had a rough year, but uh, this was my favorite thing that Kanye did this year. Yeah. I'm conflicted and confused about how I feel about Kanye West right now. <laughs> oh, but like, dude, that's, yeah. that's a nine hour pod that yeah. I guess should happen at some point next year. But this, his verse in this song is like my favorite minute of, Kanye this year and obviously he was had a pretty busy year not only on the music front but Mm -hmm. in other uh in other ways that I won't get into but I I think when we we talked about this song earlier this year when Kids He Goes first came out and yeah when that beat drops when it transitions from the sample Mm -hmm. and then it goes into Kanye like that is just and it's kind of something that my next track that isn't Kanye related but it's something that I'll a similarity that these two songs share it's like Mm his voice and the beat like lock in so perfectly and they almost yeah. sound like one unit like yeah. together. It's just like perfect harmony. Right. And just, yeah, the lyrics, I mean, his lyrics in this song are pretty, you know, they're vul- very vulgar and whatnot, but like, they're just really fun, like catchy and mm-hmm. fun and just, yeah. Yeah. The beat is just like, Oh man, this it just it, makes it, you feel it good. reminded me why yeah. I loved Kanye. Yeah. I know and, it's know, such a, it's such a throwback with him. Is it's like, God, well, why but... can't every Kanye song be like this you know like it would be it would go back to like the glow in the dark tour you know like the the peak time for that artist and um yeah this is a throwback kanye song and a kid cuddy collaboration and i really love this album it's it's touching on a lot of like serious uh messages about like mental health and um you know Mm -hmm. like both artists have have battled like bipolar and depression and um so yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's just a cool concept album and and has like four or five great songs on it i'd say of the seven and yeah so i chose fourth dimension and that's my number five so my number five staying in the the good music family here is push a tease the games we play oh yeah ain't no stopping the champagne from popping the drawers from dropping the laws from watching with yay back shopping the cars and the women come with options caviar officials remove the toxins this ain't for the conscious this is for the mud made monsters who grew up on legends from out of yonkers so for me this is the the standout track off a stellar album which was daytona essentially i mean can't even call it an album of seven track ep basically it kicked off this five-week run of good music releases and just happened to be i think definitely the strongest entry out of those those five albums and this is simply in my opinion like push it to you at his best mm. i would call this like a quintessential track of his like if i was trying to like 
turn someone on to push it be like listen to this track and the way mm-hmm. he sounds on this type of beat it's the second track off daytona it comes after if you know you know which is a song that's it's a little different from what you're hearing from pusha musically it doesn't sound too familiar from the rest of his catalog a song that i like but it's just a little like you know off the beaten path a bit in a way and then games we play comes in as track two and i feel like it's the album when they were sequencing it they just like were like okay this is what you came for. Yeah. You know, like we're giving you the goods right now, of right. like why you love Pusha T, giving the people what they want. The beat is produced by Kanye. He produced the entire album. It was tailor made for Pusha's like snarl. Yeah. Perfect match. He's just deep in the pocket here. The yeah. the beat samples um Booker T, Averhart's Heart and Soul. Hmm. They basically uh slow it down, they chop the guitars and horns in half, and you know, they're able to make it this this dope. Uh, rap track and you know the song it doesn't try to do too much it's fairly straightforward but the production is like airtight and I think the track it peaks when it stays on these like guitar bends and Mm. and the beat and Push's voice again like this is what reminds me of Fourth Dimension in this song like Push's voice like locks in with the beat and it becomes like this one unit just it just feels right and really just love the way Pusha emphasizes words he he raps with so much clarity you always know exactly what he's saying at all times. A very underrated aspect yeah. of his artistry. And there's there's not really there's not a course in the song. There's like a short refrain that's like, these are the games we play, we are the names they say, refrain. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really just kind of verse after verse, flow after flow, and it's it's one of the best rap songs of the year off my favorite rap album of the year. So had to make an appearance. And nice. that is my number five. Rob, your number four. Well, my number four transitions nicely. It is Santeria off of Daytona by Pusha T. Yeah, so this album, as you mentioned, good music. Kanye West, uh, you know, recorded it as at his ranch in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, it is a 21-minute album, and I just I chose this song. I could have honestly chosen like six of the seven songs as my favorite off the album, but yeah, the the second half of this song is my favorite part of the album, and. It's just the beat sort of drops and switches and his flow, Pusha T's flow just like locks in, as you said, and it's so silky smooth and it's like it's designed for the beat, um, you know, just mm-hmm. like you said, it's very clear. You can hear he's he's not rapping slowly, but it just sounds like so smooth. And then you try to do it yeah. yourself and it's like, whoa, that's kind of hard to do with <laughs> your mouth. You know, it's like, right, uh, right, right. yeah, it's like mellow and silky, but um it's like abrasive, but not aggressive, uh, if that makes any sense. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Santeria off of Daytona is my number four. My number four is from this band Idols called Never Fight a Man with a Perm. Great title. <laughs> yes.
Idols is a band. They're an English punk rock band from from Bristol in the UK. This is a track off their second LP called uh, Joy as an Act of Resistance. So I recognize this song kind of similar to my uh, Sophie face shopping choice. It's, it's mm-hmm. not a song that would be for everyone, but this song really makes me feel. It makes me want to run through a brick wall. <laughs> it makes me want to play rugby. It makes me want to be in like a mosh pit in like a sweaty basement <laughs> deep in the heart of London's squalor. I don't know. It, oh. It's just like it, it, it pulls that out of me. This song wins yeah. like the song that gets me most just jacked up award. And sure. So I just love There's value like, in that. Right. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, most jacked up that isn't like a rap song. So, you know, the guitar and the verses, I love kind of just like the bending notes. It's very simple. There's like this dueling guitar. It's just like very mean and pulsating. There is like these thumping drums and bass. The bass, it almost sounds like there's like an, it's like an engine revving like the whole time. Like it, I don't know, it creates that kind of effect. The lyrics for me of this song are a highlight. Uh, They're hilarious. It's incredibly clever wordplay. Just a sample. Um, He hates me. I like that. Two arms like big baseball bats. I bark. He bites back. A jaw like a fuck off bear trap. Nice. I don't know. That's just like that's poetry to me. Um, <laughs> you look like a walking thyroid. You're not a man. You're a gland. You're one big neck with sausage hands. <laughs> like that's like you look like a walking thyroid. Like that's my that's gonna be my go to insult uh, from now on. Right? That is. I mean, you're one big neck with sausage. I told yeah. I told uh someone like some that someone at a bar that yeah. It's a good way to get your ass uh, like. <laughs> you know like an old school wedgie song, or something thrown out of the bar <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah. i mean you don't want to repeat what is said in this song but yeah. i got a kick and i i was like and there's several other examples too but those are like the two lines that stood out to me um you know you're one big neck with sausage you're not a man you're a gland and just great stuff i mean i'm seeing images in my head right now and yeah i don't know if i like them sure so uh the vocals you know, it's like melodic anger. I mean, these, these guys are a punk band. Like, this isn't, you know, this isn't like 1975 vocals that are, you know, very, like, angelic no. and pristine. <laughs> like, this is, like, raw, right. intense. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it was great to, like, get out that aggression. And I, I, I'm i glad I have a song like this on my list. Because, you know, 2018, like, it's good to have those songs that, that like, are that kind of release or, like, listen to when, like, you're, you're angry. Mm. Um, I'll also say that this band, you know, has a reputation for being incredible incredible live like mm. amazing energy if you just like watching their live videos like it's it's pretty unique like these guys clearly love performing cool. and they have like these really unique dance moves and there's so much passion and it's very like magnetic their performances so nice. hopefully they're coming to brooklyn in next spring um i'm gonna try to see them but yeah idols never fight a man with a perm solid advice even better track <laughs> yeah that is very my good four. advice yeah we are we are getting into the top three. Rob, All what right. is your, your number three song of the year? All right, big top three. I will not go too long on this because I know you also have a song off this album later on in your list. And this, my number three is mm. Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves off her album uh, Golden Hour, which mm. came out March 30th. Oh. 
So this song is the first song on the album, and Golden Hour, I just think, is overall one of the best albums of the year of any genre that I heard. It's just, so she's a Texas-based country pop star. Uh, It's her fourth studio album, and it's nominated for album of the year at the Grammys, um, likely to win, actually, which is kind of surprising I, I don't know i don't know any grammy <laughs> things but it seems like yeah i could uh, see her you know, winning i i mean yeah I would love that yeah that'd be really cool and it, it this album appears somewhere on almost every like top 10 songs of the year list um that's not why i put it but um you know just sort of recognized as one of the best albums of the year universally um this song especially uh, the very first line like I, I don't know much about casey musgraves i'll i'll be the first to tell you that um but I, you recommended this album to me like mm-hmm. soon after it came out and I gave it a listen. And from the very beginning, the first line is born in a hurry, always late, haven't been early since 88. And then I'm just like the, the combination the of the line, like <laughs> she's our age. Exactly. Her voice yeah. is like so uh, sultry and, and just beautiful. Um, like yeah. she has, she has a bit of a, a, country twang to it but it's not yeah, like definitely. It, it's definitely like pop country you know um sure sure it's pretty uh, approachable for the non-country fan and she just speaks to me like especially <laughs> this song like really Sounds speaks like to me is. um and yeah it's a, a great album golden hour if you haven't checked it out yet i highly recommend it yeah um i chose slow burn the first song on the album but i could have chosen four or five songs as my favorite off the album so yeah just a really consistent and cohesive album uh, you know mm. you put this on in like the background i mean not you can also listen to it in the foreground but i've also found right. like it's a good one to just have on, like no one's gonna be like what is this like it's just very agreeable yeah. and yeah it, it's it, it's awesome I, I i really like this song as well so so what's your number three my number three is the one and only Childish Gambino, this is America. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like yeah. Yeah, I'm so dull like yeah. We gon' blow like yeah. So released back in May, we did a proper freak out episode when the song and music video first dropped simultaneously. Yeah. The video gets the bulk of the attention as it should. I mean, that is like the still, I think the culture defining cultural moment of the year is that music video itself. But I think this is a remarkable song and a standalone achievement in its own sense. Um, it's produced by Gambino and a guy, uh, Lud- Ludwig uh, Gorenson. Mm. Hopefully I pronounced that right. And He also did the Black Panther score, right? Uh, did he? Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We're just throwing things out. Whatever. I, no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he sure did. Not. Um, so I really like the juxtaposition of the song where it's like these dark trap verses uh-huh. where, you know, Gambino is in kind of this lower register and you know Mm. yeah it's like this trap like flow and then it transitions into like this bright like Caribbean chorus like it's almost like the song is schizophrenic in that way like it has split personalities and I I love both those sides of the song and Mm -hmm. you know the verse it's like this 
pulsing, like swirling baseline. It sounds like it's something that's like worming through your body in a way. Like it's, it's mean. And I just, I don't know. I, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, the outro has like this booming, like 808 bass. It essentially combines like elements of all the song prior into like this, this final outro, mm. you know, and, you know childish he's he's never made a song that that sounds like this i mean yeah kind of like all these these elements before you know mc wise like he kind of had the reputation of being a bit of like a a goofy rapper i mean this song is like as kind of serious and attention demanding as it gets um you know it, it shows his range of being able to sing and rap i mean he's also i mean the guy's a savant of like just talent across the board whether it's mm-hmm. You know, Atlanta and acting, his comedy, his music, everything. He had a and, solid year. Yeah, yeah, pretty solid. Uh, and the lyrics, obviously, are very profound. I mean, there's heavy themes of race and gun violence and how we distract ourselves from it, especially in this country. Uh, capitalism, it, mm-hmm. it packs in a ton. And, yeah. you know, if you want to know the full meeting, you know, you can go read the 900 think pieces <laughs> about, about all the lyrics. But right. I also think this song as like a sonic production really, really stands out. Yeah. And one of my favorites, um, you know, the music video again, like definitely elevates, elevates the song. It's impossible to kind of judge the song as a standalone piece. But I, I do think that this is one of the, the best, um, hip hop songs of the year, one of the best songs of the year mm-hmm. and, um, one of the defining moments. So childish game. No, I have to agree. America. Yeah. Yeah. This would probably have been on my list or at least in my honorable mentions, but since you had it so high on your list, I kind of omitted it. Um, but yeah, I love this song too. I listened to it so many times and it's interesting. Like I had it on my Spotify and it's a, a single. So like you download it and it's just that song. And then it would, it would just repeat, you know, it would just start over. And I was right, sometimes right. I feel like I listened to it five times in a row occasionally and I, I wasn't like bothered by it. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that says a lot. Yeah. And yeah, the video is just an amazing piece of art and just together it's, it's a really cool combination and a great song. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, good choice. All right. Number two, I chose KOD by J. Cole. This is what you call a flip. Tinky from a car to brick. Bentley from his mama whip. KOD, he hard as shit. I grew up only few of the love. Mama, I got my first few of the blood. I'm hanging out and they shoot up the club. My homie got pharmaceutical plug. I smoke the drug and they run through my veins. I think it's working, it's numbing the pain. And this is off the album titled KOD. Uh, came out June, or sorry, April 20th. And... I chose this song because it's the title track of the album. Um, it kind of sets up the whole album just about what the theme is, um, touching on, you know, addiction and substance abuse and not glorifying it in any way, but just uh, almost offering alternative methods of dealing with your problems through, like, uh, he mentions, you know, like meditation and then the most powerful drug of all is love, you know, like that's kind of a theme throughout the entire album. Um, I have to say this album is probably, I think this will be my, my favorite rap album of the year. Like it's between Mm -hmm. this and Daytona. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really loved FM by Vince Staples. Mm -hmm. I know it didn't make either of our lists, but I just wanted to mention that album. Yeah. Great rap album as well. KOD. It's a great album. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, I highly recommend it. Um, I love J Cole, like his flow and just like, it's so smooth and yeah. 
butter. He's just fun to listen to, and like he's he has a lot of variety in his uh, discography, and he's he's clearly like always striving for something new and different. And this is like a real concept album in a lot of ways, just talking about like a certain subject matter through different lenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just really strong, and I, I think it's probably the album that I listened to the most, like from start to finish this year. So yeah, I thought it should be high up on my list, and I chose the title track kod yeah yeah it's a really strong album yeah this beat and i think the album in general like has this kind of 90s hip-hop feel like i Mm -hmm. almost feel Mm -hmm. like it could have been like if like tribe it almost has like a tribe yeah vibe like q-tip could like produce it in a way and um it's kind of like a breath of fresh air with like a lot of rap that's like overproduced in a way and yeah j cole like he he's gonna have like a career forever like he he's built like such a sustainable fan base without really compromising like you know he's never had like you know a big like radio smash and no yeah he like streams you know very well and stuff but Mm -hmm. but his albums like chart without really having like a big you know single ever but i think he just he has like a really cool like fan base like there are you know a lot of people that think i mean i think he's a really good rapper like Mm. a lot of people think he's like one of the best like he yeah. definitely emphasizes he's very lyrical and he's he very well he's very well flow. respected amongst other rappers and like he's always mentioned yeah. in the top you know five or ten of of the modern era right, right, right. and i know he's really good live i haven't been able to see him live uh, i will say he's doing quite well on his concert tickets because i looked when he was in la he or i think he's based out of la now but um his shows here were like super expensive i mean like cheapest ticket was like 200 dollars. so he's doing fine on on concert sales and uh yeah um maybe not like the most mainstream uh rap act and like you know he has mainstream money though yeah he has mainstream (laughs) money no doubt yeah yeah um dope so uh my number two staying in the rap lane is anderson pack's Bubbling. Bubbling. One in the hand, one in the bag, bubbling. One in the hand, one in the bag, bubbling. Look at the cash, look at the cash, bubbling. Look at the cash, bubbling. So this is a song, when I first heard it, like upon the first stream, like I kind of knew this was going to be in my top 10 of the year. It's mm. the first single he released this year. It actually did not make his his album Oxnard that came I know. out um, I, Oxnard, about a month or two yeah. ago. Just surprised, I guess, didn't really fit the overall vibe of Oxnard, which is an yeah. album that I think general consensus says was like a little bit of a disappointment. Mm. But this track, along with Sicko Mode, are my most certified bangers of the year. <laughs> nice. Uh, with apologies to Axe. Axe is a banger as well, but I'm saying my top two <laughs> bangers. Yeah. This and Sicko Mode. So Pack as an artist, you know, he doesn't flex too much, especially as like, you know, a hip hop artist. But this song, he does flex here. It's a song of indulgence. It's like kind of his most celebratory track, and it's mm. just great to hear him have fun. The chorus is gigantic. There's like booming drums. I love Pac's like raspy voice. He's got a slick flow as always. Just a winning combination. The strings, the string sample in this is just so dope. I love mm. these like trumpets that are throughout the song. It sounds almost like a like a chase scene in a movie, it gives it like this cinematic quality. Yeah. I, like this, it almost sounds like a superhero soundtrack. And it, uh-huh. in the first track, it, I mean, the, the, you know, opening seconds, he's like, look at you go. And like, it kind of has like this running, like 
superhero vibe. I don't know. That's like what I what nice. I get from it. Yeah. Um, he's always been, you know, a very musical rapper. He himself was a, a studio drummer before becoming a full time hip hop artist. And, you know, but even in his like pop centric songs, like a song like Bubblin, I think that musicality does shine through. Mm. Uh, some of the lyrics um, I, I, I wanted to shout out. Uh, I've been broker way longer than I've been rich. So until it levels out, I'm going to take your mama to the Marriott and wear it out, <laughs> which I, uh, I think is a, what does that a mean? pretty, pretty clever line. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just leave it up for interpretation. But I think, you know, it, it, for like rap genre, like that's just, I think those are really, uh, those are really fun lyrics. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need all the fries. You can give me all the hot sauce all the <laughs> pie you can give me. Hey man, any French fries, my all time favorite food. So yeah. any song that name drops, just eating french fries like i'm gonna be into that i know you but, have like uh, a, a physical reaction when fries are presented in front of you i i just remember this from our time together in college that you like the way your your body responds to a, a fresh piping hot serving of french fries i know i know gets you going ooh, yeah it's like convulsive yeah, right. yeah i just have this like reaction just energy yeah <laughs> Yes, yes, I, I I do love do love my fries. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> Anderson Pack, bubbling. Yeah, I mean, just a, a banger. Like I said, yeah, it, yeah. And it, I felt strongly enough to put it on my number two. Nice. And anyway, so yeah, great all right, song. We we have made it to number one. Yeah. Whew. All right, Rob. What is your number one? All right. So you mentioned this album earlier. I'm going with "Love It If We Made It" by the 1975. So this is off of A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Uh, came out November 30th, so really just released a few weeks ago. Um, I believe this song came out a little bit earlier than that, but I did not hear it until the album came out. Yeah, it was um, a single before. Yeah, but... I don't think I heard it until the album came out. And mm -hmm. I immediately, like, it came out on a Friday on Spotify and everywhere else, and I downloaded it and... I have not been able to stop listening to this album since it came out. I think I've heard this album, like, I don't know. It has to be at least 10 times all the way through, maybe 20. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I just, it, it's so freaking dynamic. And, like, almost every song hits on, like, a different genre of music. There's, yes. like, I mean, this song is, like, obviously very catchy, poppy, funky, uh you know, has synthesizers, Aggressive. uh, just a ton of energy, like pop song, yeah. some weird sounds, catchy hook, uh, amazing vocals. Um, and just it, it's like a bolt of lightning hits my body. Every time I hear that, I, I can feel the electricity like coursing through my bones when I hear this song. It just, it makes me feel good. And that's what music is supposed to do. Uh, I mean, like, it's just it's just everything I want from like a pop song and it's mm. almost like I don't know. I mean this this maybe sounds like a negative, but it almost sounds like they went into a workshop and constructed like the ultimate pop song. It's like how can we make the perfect In 2018 too. Yeah, yeah. Because the lyrics are are I don't know how how much of a dive you've taken into like 
how they made this song, but it's essentially, you know, he's like reading off like a series of like tweets and headlines. I mean, there's like a tweet by Trump in this song and, oh, wow. you know, just all the, it's, it's a very, it's kind of being hailed like, you know, as the millennium anthem of our, our yeah. millennial anthem of our time. And mm. there's this great video on, on YouTube through like genius of the singer Maddie Healy mm-hmm. walking through like literally every line. Highly suggest you you, you checking it out because oh, cool. he kind of just describes literally where every line came from, and it was all it's all pulled from like 2018 society and what's happening wow. in the world. And like you know, critics. Well, I didn't like, even love... know that. I didn't even know any of those things. <laughs> right, honestly, right. I just know that it makes me feel good and that I'm like right, right, right. jacked up every time I hear it. So that just shows you like the depth and uh gr- uh gravitas i guess of this song like it's got a lot going on and yeah uh, it's kind of like a um i think he's it's supposed to like mimic you know the way we like scroll through a timeline and we're just mm. seeing like this series of like headlines and tweets that aren't connected to one another but are uh-huh. like just could be anything and right it just goes to show i mean just like with the amount of information we take in on a daily basis and how many crazy things are happening to just like supposed to kind of relive the experience of just like living your life online and social yeah. media and just the news. And it's a super smart way to write the song. And it does. Yeah. Just, it works just the way it sounds. Like I love how relentless it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he's almost like yelling the vocals, like, yeah. like yelping, which it gives it this sense of like urgency and like panic mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. That's like really, it grabs you. And I mean, yeah, this is, this is a great, a great track and probably my favorite album of the year it is my favorite i'll I'll put it i'm I'm just gonna go ahead and put a stake in the ground this is my favorite album of the year number one um i could have chosen give yourself a try be my mistake sincerity is scary i like america and america likes me but i i or the song that you chose um but i i ended up going with love it if we made it and uh the 1975 is just like you know a band to keep your eye on and i think probably (laughs) one of one of the most important bands going right now absolutely i mean i was gonna say like they've quietly become one of the most like defining bands of this decade really i mean as far as like a band goes i mean they take risks they're very versatile this album and their previous one um you know it dabbles it's in pop and r&b and hip-hop and rock i mean this song this album has a last track sounds like yeah, it could be off acoustic like acoustic guitar. Like yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, and the last two albums have been very culturally relevant of like just you know, albums of the moment. Uh they're critical darlings, but they also have like big mainstream excess with massive mm-hmm. fan bases. Um, the lead singer, Maddie Healy, like he's unapologetically like a rock star, which you kind of just, yeah, I appreciate cause there's, you know, there's less and less of them as you know, time goes on yeah. and like, you know, the old oh, rock bands are dead, but this is a guy who's just like, no, I'm, I'm a freaking rock star and I'm, I, I this is like who I am and who I want to be. Yeah. And, and I know he like do it up. He kicked a pretty serious like drug habit recently, oh, yeah. or at least like heroin. he's in, yeah, he's in, uh, in recovery from yeah. a heroin addiction. So like. You know, you got to root for somebody coming coming back from that. Um, yeah, and you know, hopefully, hopefully it lasts and they go on to make a lot of a lot of albums. Um, yeah, just an amazing amazing band for sure. So my number one is Casey Musgraves' Butterflies. Mm. <laughs> Now you're lifting me up, stand on 
don't know. I feel like the, like a song called Butterflies is my number one. Strong, but look, I, yeah, this this is like off the excellent Golden Hour, which we we've discussed a little bit on this episode and earlier this year. Probably my you know if it's not my favorite, you know, if 1975 album is my favorite, this is probably my second favorite album. This song is just so like uber melodic mm. it's a coming of age love song the melody like in the chorus like it it's hard to articulate but just like swings and like snaps into place like yeah. perfectly it's a pleasure to the eardrums like every nook and cranny of this mm. song is like filled properly put some, um every put sonic some butter element in those compl- nooks and crannies yeah right <laughs> yeah man a lot of talk of butter on this episode <laughs> but to have some after this yeah. so every song Sonic Element complements one another perfectly. It's just a flawless track. You know, what? whether there's like this great little bass line in the second verse. There's like a mother effing like marimba, I think, or something, or like these uh, mallets. You know, you know what a marimba is? Like, you know, uh, you can like, yeah, oh, I think I right? do. <laughs> right. You're like baffled by the marimba. Yeah. No, marimba. Well, yeah. um, I, I think it's a marimba. It. I, it sounds like a marimba. Google marimba and you'll hear <laughs> yeah. it's in like the end of the second verse. And it just, it all just sounds so good together. I believe there's some banjo in the course. It's just pristine production it feels like you're in the room as they recorded it um uh casey musgrave's vocals yeah has like that nice country twang it's folky but it's just the right amount mm-hmm. of twanginess for someone who doesn't like really like the genre of country like right. you, know, you and i um there's wonderful use of, of slide guitar in the course mm. i played it throughout the year one of my most played tracks of, of the year and this song is just like it's pure bliss and <laughs> You know, when you talk about music, I'm, I'm someone that prompts like, you know, a lot of critics, they they analyze music almost more so about the narrative and the bigger picture and like the right. lyrics rather than like how the actual song like sounds. The way and, you like, make me feel. <laughs> <laughs> right. The music, yeah, it, it, it's a sonic medium. It's like what yeah. ultimately matters is like what you're listening to in your ear lobes like that right. and like just what you're the sounds that you're hearing and the way it makes you feel right and there's nothing more in the song that like that hits that kind of like pleasure than than this track and and that is why it's it's my my number one so. it's a strong choice i i it's maybe my favorite off the album like slow burn is the <laughs> right. song i chose but butterflies is i mean the right up so there good. yeah space cowboy also a great song i mean there's like five or six that you know you could easily slide into the best song on this album um but yeah strong choice butterflies and um yeah, it's going to be That's interesting. It, it, we, it's we interesting that through. we had like so many repeats, but um I felt like they were they were organic um, you know, different choices off of similar or uh repeat albums, but like it shows that yeah. maybe it it sort of clarified that there are like these five or six of our favorite albums of the year and um yeah. I think pretty universally recognized. Yeah, I think it summarized nicely our taste. I do, I guess, want to shout out quickly at the end because neither of these mm-hmm. artists came up, but they had probably the big biggest years of any artist this year. Yeah, Cardi B with Cardi B. Privacy, which we we talked about that album earlier this year. You know, I mean, she's here to stay, and yeah. she's getting the accolades she deserves. And also, Ariana Grande had this incredible year that yeah. I think will be remembered for quite some time. Thank you. Next is. I mean, yeah, a brilliant pop song, just to be honest, and also, mm-hmm. like, the approach to that song lyrically and mm-hmm. 
of the moment and capitalizing on that. And like, she, I hadn't really been a fan of hers for a while, but this year it became like undeniable and just her, I mean, again, like I, I know I just bash critics for talking about the narrative, but with her, I mean, just everything from, you know, living through the Manchester bombing to, uh, you know, Mac Miller, her relationships with Pete Davidson and his suit, like, and, but bouncing back like that and making a mm-hmm. song like thank you next, like putting this very unique twist on the kind of breakup song in mm-hmm. the music video. I mean, she, she really did own, 2018 probably more than any other pop star in music so yeah i i i did want to acknowledge that um, no those two artists are definitely worth mentioning probably the two biggest you know pop acts of the year and radio right, sensations right, right. so worth mentioning um yeah so that was fun i mean i hope you guys at home and <laughs> listening still wherever listening. <laughs> no i hope you're still listening exactly but i also <laughs> yeah. hope that you got something uh, out of this in terms of a new recommendation or yeah. just a reminder of something from earlier in the year. Um, it's really hard to make these lists and, you know, such a subjective art form. Um, yes. But it's a lot of fun, and I could not choose a better co-host to talk about music with than you, my, my friend. So. Oh, man. Wow. Um, that warms my yeah. heart. Let's end, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's end on that note. Uh, cool. Likewise. So that's going to do it for this episode of Must Go Faster. Thanks so much, as always, everyone, for listening. We will be back again soon with our top 10 movies of the year. So until then, Ooh. peace. Go watch some movies. Get ready. Thanks for listening, as always. Peace. Peace.